You are listening to the 10th anniversary edition of the iFanboy Pick a Week podcast. It's episode 510, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Hello, and welcome to 10 years of the iFanboy Pick a Week podcast. Hello. Hello, everybody. This is episode 510. My name is Ron Richards, and as always, I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Connor Kilpatrick. I feel like only Josh and I can say, as always. Well, maybe. That's an excellent point that you make about how we... Didn't go on walkabout. We didn't go away <laughs> for two years. Listen, I had a two-year sabbatical. Deal with it. It's true. Uh, Ron did go a bit walkies there. So, <laughs> we are iFanboy.com. We're the only podcast that analyzes comic books one issue at a time. Oh, God. Every week, we read our stack of comics, and one of us picks our favorite book, and then we call that the pick of the week, and then we come here to talk about that book, as well as the other books that come out. We answer some of your email questions. We get a little wacky. We do bits. It's the thing that we've been doing since 2005. <laughs> Um, Which we'll we'll talk about that a little bit at the end of the show Yeah, exactly As you can tell, we're a little excited that this is our 10th anniversary So listen at the end of the show When we're going to chat a little bit about about that Not a ton, but a little If you've been here for all 10 years, we thank you Uh, So stay tuned for some self-indulgent talk Yeah, and if you have been here for all 10 years Drop a note in the comments or send us an email We'd be Sound off See if anyone actually has lasted all 10 years other than the three of us, or me. Yes, or we'd like to hear from everybody who has lasted for all That's 10 it. years. Get in touch in any possible way you can. Comments on iFanboy.com, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you can do. Don't email us, though. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so It's totally that has happened in my entire life. Just If, if you could not email, that would be great. Well, no, I think so, there's, appro- there's appropriate times. No, but there that- is. And then there's the other, like, like, well, I'll just call you with the details. What yeah. if you just sent them in to me in a written list already? <laughs> and we don't need to find a time for that. It can just happen yeah. whenever. All right. Anyway, so we're going to get to the business. We're going to talk about Josh had the, the 10th anniversary pick of the week. Uh, but to warn you, we're going to talk about what happens in that book as well. The other books, so there's going to be a little bit of spoiler action going on. So be warned. Josh Flanagan, take it away. Pick of the week this week is the vision number one from Marvel Comics. And I don't know that I knew what to uh, expect with this or that I was really going to be that into it to be honest with you, and uh, and even a first sort of few pages into it, I was like, I don't think I like this. Written by Tom King, with art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta, uh, with uh, color by Jordi Belair. Well, as we've discussed, Josh, you don't need to say colors by Jordi Belair. Yeah, that's true. Only when she's not coloring a book is when it's notable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can't argue with that. Her colors even look good on digital stuff. That's well, the, the thing colors, I've been The colors noticing. look much better on digital than paper. Not always. Sometimes the colors are uglier in, in, in digital. But regardless, basically, I don't know anything about this. I, I don't know if anything happened in the comics to set up this status quo. But we're sort of throwing well, you, know how, you know how Ron and I have been yelling for the last two weeks? This is yeah, what yeah, we've yeah. been yelling about. If it's, if it's Marvel, I could tell you that nothing was done to set up this <laughs> well, status quo. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of books I don't read. And I'm <laughs> I know, yeah, but, but that's on me. As, as far as I could tell, not so much. Okay, so. it doesn't matter. I'm a big boy. I can take care of myself on that. Um, so basically what we have here is that it's a sort of a new reality in which uh, Vision is working outside of Washington, D.C. as a sort of uh, advisor to the president for the Avengers. So he's sort of a, an attache between them. 
Peter Henry Guyrich, is that is that right? Well, Guyrich wasn't he the UN or the Guyrich had had multiple roles okay. over the years, but yeah, sort of like that. He was the government liaison. Yeah. Okay, and and but from the other direction, from the other direction though. Yeah, like Guyrich was government to the Avengers. This is Vision from the Avengers to the government. Okay, you know? he's a go-between. Yeah, in this setting he's moved into the leafy suburbs of i assume virginia or or washington virginia. probably virginia on the first page and he's created a family for himself uh, a wife and two children boy and a girl teenagers who go to high school and they're just trying to fit in to this neighborhood of people who are not robots i guess they're not actually robots they're, they're synthesoids synthesoids i know just You're being more... a bigoted neighbor i know that's the point of the book and at first, I I was like, I don't. This seems kind of boring to me. But as I kept going through it, I actually started to really enjoy it. And there was, I was like, oh, this is like a this is like a weird allegory for for family. And I think as a as a married person with two kids, I actually saw a lot in here that I thought was pretty clever. Um, and sort of that that feeling of we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure out, you know, how to make all these things work together. And, and the fact that these are, I'm going to say robots because I don't like to say synthesoids. You know, they're sort of trying to figure out how to fit in in this suburbia. This is really, I'll tell you the moment. There's actually literally a panel that put me over the top. And uh, it just, like, the, the Vision and his wife are, what's their name? It's like Viv, Vin, Vil, Lil, whatever. Bob, Rob. It's Rob. His wife's name is Rob. <laughs> Uh, the kids' names are Vin and Viv, and then the wife's name is something. <laughs> Ron didn't like this. I'm going to go well, ahead. Well, here's why I'm excited for this is because it's, it's been a long time since we have had a pick yeah. in which one of us has really hated the issue, mm-hmm. or at least has... Her name is Virginia, by the way. It should be Verge. At least, or at least admitted to really hating it. Normally, we keep, we keep quiet about it. Yeah, they're arguing basically about something and... and and she's like, well, tell me about this again. And he's like, I, I don't understand. Can't you just play it back? You have that on your, on your central drive. Is that, is that not a problem? And she says something. And he just goes, your argument makes very little sense to me. But as you know, continuing my contention, it will take more energy than repeating. Thus, I shall concede. And I was like, I understand you, Vision. He just was like, it's going to be more problems to argue, so I'll just do what you want. And I was like, that's a person that, that understands being in a marriage uh, right there. Not that it's all bad, but there are moments where you just, I'm very tired, and I don't want to deal with that. And I thought that was pretty clever. I know that the writer has uh, two or three little kids also, and also lives in, uh, I believe, the suburbs of Washington, D.C., in Virginia as well. So I think there is actually, oddly enough, there's a lot of what feels to me like autobio into this. And just in general, I've actually really been coming around to Tom King's work. We, we met him a while back, and he just was about to publish his novel, and then he started showing up in comics. He did... One of one of my favorite short stories of all time, uh, with uh, with Tom Fowler in a Vertigo anthology about time traveling Hitler and stuff like that. And he's done a few things that I, I liked, and uh, I found myself in reading Grayson, um, which I didn't at first, but I got back into it, and I'm really enjoying it, despite the fact that I don't like the premise at all. Mm-hmm. That's a good logline for Grayson. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, but I don't like the premise. It's true. I mean, that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so it's nice. And then so at the same time, uh, the art, I really dug this, this vault. I feel like we know this guy, Walter, or Walter, yes. depend. What did, what did we see him in before? Does anyone know? I don't know, but I know we've seen him before. Yeah, I, I really dug it. I thought it was really fun for this. Here's another pointless sentence. I thought the colors were really good. <laughs> <laughs> they complemented the art perfectly. Not too much, not too little, especially 
you know, you've got these color these characters and their main there's like their main colors are magenta and green and she sort of muted that to a certain point that it wasn't horrible to look at, but it all did work within sort of a theme. He looks ridiculous in his actual superhero outfit. I wish he kept the suit on the whole time. I, I was disappointed he wasn't in in the White House in the suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Walt, Walter did the Magneto series with Colin Bunn. Uh, okay, was, yeah, yeah, that's but, what it was. Yeah. yeah, which I don't think I read. So maybe it was maybe I just heard you talking about it. Yes, yeah. their house number is six one six. So yeah, so Ron, yeah, go ahead. Why did you well, hate, yeah, so, hate this issue? Uh, well, okay, well, well, f- I'll I'll start with what I liked. Okay, okay. Um, the point. I, I like <laughs> I like Vision in a suit. In fact, in in fact, my favorite bit. So I, I went to D twenty three and I saw the 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 advanced footage of uh, the Captain America Civil War movie and the highlight of that. I, and after that was all done, I turned to my friends who worked at Marvel and I said, "Was that Vision in a suit?" And it was in in the movie. So I'm very excited for that. So anytime you put Vision in regular clothes, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I like the little touches when they get the tour of the house and they see like the 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 little mementos and things like that. I thought that was a neat like kind of little Marvel touch. I loved Walta. I thought the art was was really great. It was really really good. This is just the Coneheads. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And <laughs> right. It, as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is the goddamn Coneheads. That's all it is. It's a little more depressing than the Coneheads. Well, no. Well, yeah, well, the Coneheads is pretty depressing if you remember the movie, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but for not intentional reasons. But but the thing is is that and like the, and this it, it goes back to the whole kind of thing is that I don't buy the premise I don't under like the, like the lack of regard or the lack of establishment of what the status quo in Marvel is as a Marvel fan like I don't understand why why like there's a throwaway line about the Vision being the the liaison and now the you know, the government doesn't fund the Avengers anymore like what well, wh- when why. And why did he like? We just get thrown into this, and I, and don't get me wrong. I think Tom King is a competent writer. I think the the, the words were strung together well. You know, like there there are you know like it, I, it made sense as a story. I liked the introduction. I thought the the you know the narration, everything like like from a structure standpoint, it worked. But why does the Vision feel the need to have a family? What did he? How did did he create these? How did these creatures get that's, created? Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's part of his story. Yeah. And then, and and I'm not, and this isn't, and this isn't a case of I want to know the end of the story in the first issue like that, which drives me crazy too. Like I want to give them enough room to breathe. But by the end of the issue, the family gets slaughtered. Well, not slaughtered, oh, but like no. the, the, you know, like they get there's an attack, and a, you know, Grim Reaper, who is part of the screwed up Vision Wonder Man, you know, kind of world of you know, kind of weird family. Um, you know, attacks him and you know stabs the daughter with his with his scythe and whatever and and like I and it just it just all seemed I felt like I missed an issue, and I hate that feeling. And I hate I that. See, feeling. I didn't have that at all. Yeah, because because Grim Reaper is is Simon Williams' brother, and he's messed up, and and we know that the Vision's brain patterns are best are based on on Wonder Man's. So that's a thing that existed. The the sort of why he's there to me doesn't matter. Where we this is this is the thing that's fine with me. I have no, I haven't seen Vision forever. I don't know what he's doing. Actually, was in was he Uncanny Avengers? Maybe uh, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. But I like. I've I've always liked the Vision as a character. Yeah, he's one of so, my favorites. You know, the fact is, you know, he married the Scarlet Witch, and they had their weird kids way, way, way back in in the West Coast Avengers or Avengers West Coast, I believe it was at that point. So like he's you know is trying to figure out where he fit. It's not unlike Superman in a way. Or, or the Martian Man, where he's sort of not of everybody, but he's there, and he seems like a person like 
he wants to fit in and try to figure out how to be how to get the most out of the human part of himself, I guess. How and to so be normal. That's, that's where I think him wanting to make a family is. Yeah, he's always um, had a, he's always had a family yearning. Yeah. Yeah. I so that, that all fits. Like so none of that And he made this family. It's it's in the issue. Yeah. He he made I don't know the, the wife did they make the wife he, they definitely made the kids. Well, when a, when, a, when a mom, when a father vision and a mama vision fall in love, <laughs> they love each other very much. When they love each other, they wrestle, and then I'm I'm I'm, I'm in the middle uh, between the two of you. Um, mm-hmm. I I would change my opinion on the book between one from one page to the next. So this is interesting. Uh, I don't know about this. Oh, this is interesting. I don't know about this. I will say, like, yeah. it, at first I I wasn't sure, and then I, and then I was really into it, and then. When the Grim Reaper showed up, I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want, I don't need that." Yeah, part. that was the least interesting part. Uh, and I, I agree with that. But then at the end of the day, I have, I had to be like, "Well, it's a Marvel comic book," and to for me to expect that we're just going to watch the suburban uh, adventures here, which I would have loved, is probably unrealistic. It's the nature of the thing. But at the same time, like if I didn't know anything about Vision, and I didn't know about you know Simon, you know Wonder Wonder Man, and and that stuff, I would have been very confused. I think. Yeah. So right. that. Yeah. But I, I also, I if this was just a robot story, I would have liked it more. I, I, the Vision's always been one of my favorite Marvel characters, one of my favorite Avengers. He's very much the Martian Manhunter of the Avengers. Yes. And I just, you know, wish this was 1985 and he was on the Avengers of Beast. And like, well, yeah, well, this, that's, this that's is a problem that. I'm running into now in my older age. I love that you guys are, you guys are both turning into that guy. And I am too, a little bit. It's just, it's fun. And it's, like it used to. It's interesting, and I would I would be fine with this as like a six issue examination of of this particular idea, but uh, you know I, I just I don't know I haven't formulated my my final thoughts on it. It was really well written. I loved the narration. Yeah, the narration was really good. It's yeah. well done. It's well it's totally well done, and I'm you know and I don't want to take away from that. It's just that it's just something. You know, just I, I just it just rubbed me the wrong way, and I you know like and it's and it's. I don't know, but it is well done. So I'm willing to be run, won over by it. Between yeah. this and uh, Omega, is it Omega Man? Omega Men, sorry. Uh, Tom King has a real thing for the, the, the rigid grid. Mm-hmm. Like this was very, it wasn't quite a nine panel grid, but the whole thing, especially the stuff in the house and with the family pretty, was all yeah, pretty close. Uh, in that grid. I don't like the logo. And I don't yeah. like the semi-digital, uh, like eight-bitty kind of titles on the credit, if there's any. Right. Just to be fair. Well, if we can also just tick all the fanboy boxes, I just really hate the, the new Vision costume as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but that's that's no, no, absolutely. But but that's sort of that's all costumes now. I yeah. know. It really is. I mean, the costumes we love had a hell of a run for a reason. For a reason. <laughs> it was like 50, 60 years, and they were like, "These these are good. Let's keep them." And then now they're they just you know. I have to say that the, this family's on brand all the time. They're wearing the t- the logo T-shirts at home. They were in the colors all the time, the green and magenta colors. Like these guys are they, on they, it. They got, a, they got a theme. They're going with it. That's true. Always a loco. <laughs> I liked the school <laughs> scene. I liked the scene at the high school. I thought that was really good. That might have been my favorite sequence of the book. Yeah, yeah I, I think there's a lot of stuff here that, that could be interesting. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know that it can go on forever. I think probably you know six, twelve issues tops is probably yeah. the that I would want to hang out in this. I don't but, know that I need American Beauty in the Marvel universe. Oh, that'd be kind of, it'd be really interesting if that's what happened. Well, I just mean like the, the sort of the suburban ennui. You know, mm-hmm. I, the reason I think about it is I'm looking at the scene where Vision wakes up in the middle of the night and looks at his wife and's like, "I guess I love her." Right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. all right. I like that through the prison. I like to see what they're doing with it. I think it's interesting. But I know what you mean. I I, could, I don't think I could get through American Beauty again. 
but in this context, it was. <laughs> I didn't like it. That's just one of those things. Okay, but you like this? I did. Just... I enjoyed it, and and it surprised me. And it was like out of all the things, it was it was just a, a unique, interesting thing this week. And uh, it was a lot. There was a lot of books this week. A lot of pretty good books. Yeah, but I went with this. And I, I like when they take chances. I do like. Yeah. That. That's yeah, no, yeah, I guess that. I mean, I, I don't mean to be too hard on it, but it was the Conan's. I, mean, I guess the, my final thought is it's a, it's a cumulative thing. It's not anything to do with this creative team. It's more like, and I was actually thinking about this while I was in the shower this morning. Cause that's How what, long? That's what happens. Well, it's, don't it's, take a, that. it's a drought, so not that long. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, all, this goes back to the, the 1985 thing. All these characters that I came here for, and here being comics, are basically, at the moment, uh-huh. very, very different are gone. And so it's tough for me because the reason I read Marvel and DC books is for the characters. And meanwhile, there are only six writers in the entire industry at this point. So, right. well, that that's what, yeah, that that's one of the that's one of my points later on is when we get to this. But yeah, it's it's the 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 the, the talent vacuum is, is starting to is starting to pain me. Right, so let's move on to the next book from uh, yep. one of those six writers. <laughs> He's like the seventh guy who comes in occasionally. He's the clean. <laughs> so uh, this weekend is the release of Spectre. The latest James Bond film, so in conjunction with that, Dynamite released a James Bond comic. What? 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 Written by Warren Ellis. This was a big deal when it was announced. Is this is James Bond uh, public domain? No. no. This, is no. This, license. this is a license, yes. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Go Nikki. Yeah, written by Warren Ellis and drawn by Jason Masters, colored by Guy Majors, one of our favorite names of comics. Simon Bolin on letters. And this is Warren Ellis's take on the book version. Have you guys ever read any of the novels? The Ian, no. the Ian Fleming? Or yes, no? the Ian Fleming novels. Yeah, no, I have not. Not the bullshit other ones written by other people. No, 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 yeah, but no, the legit ones, no, I have not. Josh? No, I really like hearing people talk about them compared to the movies, but I've never actually read one. I've only read a couple of them. I'm not any expert on them, but I remember in high school very excitedly reading Casino Royale because it was the only one they hadn't made into a movie, and I felt special having read it. But, um, it was the first movie. No, well, not, not Peter not, Sellers. The Peter Sellers, yes. <laughs> The James Bond in the book is much more of an asshole, more of a psychopath, yeah. more of a misogynist. So this is I, a, I get the sense that edge. so was Ian Fleming. Well, they, <laughs> he was a he was a man of uh, means in the, in England in the early part of the last century. So yeah, you do the math. Um, so this is Warren Ellis' hard edge take on that that version of the character, not the movie version. Uh, I assume Josh, you read this. I did. I did. What'd you think? I mostly liked it. Mm-hmm. It was a little thin. The art wasn't bad, but it, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, I think that the style that was hinted at on the cover and in some of the alternate covers uh, would have been much more attractive to me. Whereas this, like, I was like, oh, it looks like a, it looks like a dynamite book. It was, it was really good looking for a dynamite book, to be completely honest. Like, I, I liked, uh, I, like, the sort of, there was some dot pitch used and the colors were really muted. A lot of times, some of the uh, smaller publishers cannot afford high-end colorists, and, and that, that hurts them. I thought, I thought it was pretty good, but it was also, like, it's very clean. It looked like a modern comic book, whereas what was happening in it felt like maybe it should have felt a little more throwbacky. That's me doing editorial, really. I mean, uh, like, it wasn't bad. I just didn't love it. Well, the art, to me, fell down was where, and this happens a lot with your, some of the artists you get in these smaller companies, is that the characters didn't remain consistent looking through throughout uh-huh. the issue, even from panel to panel. James Bond would look wildly different from some panels, but... Yeah, when we got to the point where there's... Who's the guy who's getting, like, an experiment done on him? At the end? 
he's got like the swim cap with the the, the wires coming out of right, it. Right. Yeah. At the end. I don't I know. Don't, I don't know who that was, and I was like, wait, have I met that person? He looks a lot like James Bond, is what he looks like. He would appear to be some sort of odd job esque villain that we're going to see yeah. soon. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it as much as I was yeah, hoping that's to. Kinda, that's kind of where I was. I'm definitely going to read more. I love James Bond, one of my favorite characters. And I think Warren Ellis is a good choice for this particular version of James Bond. Uh-huh. I agree. But uh, we'll have to sort of make it through the... The art was fine. It, it wasn't bad. I would never call it bad. It wasn't. But I'm it, not... In a, I, it's more that just from a... I don't know. It's not It's not the kind of art that I would have put with the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not the only time that I'm going to be saying that this episode. Okay. <laughs> I, you know what, though? If you told me that this was Warren Ellis... I, I don't I would be like if you didn't let me know it was Warren Ellis I don't know that I would have known it was him really it, it's definitely got a Warren Ellis tone to him this wasn't his I, best work but I thought it was pure stylistically Warren Ellis I thought he did the voice really well like I felt like I was I, I was like well the, you know the it feels like a James Bond movie basically from the compressed storytelling to you know yeah. to the hard 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 ass main character I thought it was pretty much completely Warren Ellis but it felt like a Warren Ellis story in the fact that like injection at the end of it I don't really know what we're doing. Other than, like, if I didn't know it was James Bond, I'd be completely lost. Right. Um, but mention, only because there wasn't much there. I don't know how I felt about James Bond just eating in the cafeteria. I don't like that at all. I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, wait a minute. The best parts really were him in the office, you know, sparring with, I, I guess, that, who, who this, this M is. Money, Penny, and M, yeah. Yeah. But I think the next thing he's eating in the cafeteria with, with, with his boss, and I was just like, really? And he's eating, yeah. apparently, he's eating a... Uh, a toupee of some kind. <laughs> That's a, a brown brown shag of hair. So um, so this week, Ron, I know uh, you and I have very similar feelings about Christmas. Yes. In that we love it unconditionally. We, yep. we go all in on it. Yep. We're, we're those annoying people. Some people are Halloween people. Yeah. We're Christmas people. That's okay. So when I saw this week that Boom Studios was putting out a new Grant Morrison book called Claws that was supposedly the real origin of Santa Claus, I thought, oh, fuck me. Like, I'm going to read it because it's Grant Morrison, but I don't need a dark, violent version of Santa Claus in my life right now. Well, the thing about this is that what, what, fasc- what, what fascinates me about this is that this is now the second miniseries Grant Morrison has introduced to us in recent years with Christmas as a theme. You know, if you remember Happy, the miniseries image was was a Christmas theme. And I just, I find it fascinating that Grant is like us in that he's a Christmas guy. (laughs) I can totally buy that, though. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he, and and, and I I mean, I worked Psychic energy kind of thing. Yeah, I worked with him, and I know him, and all that stuff, and it's absolutely, totally true that that he is a Christmas guy. And and it's like, I just, the the whole Grant Morrison image, and then this, the the idea that he giggles that Christmas is coming the same way that we do is, you know, I, 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 I just love that. So that's why I was like all in for this. And this has been billed at least by Grant's, you know, kind of log line for this or his quote for it is that this is my all-star Santa Claus, you know, like, you know, basically, you know, his all, you know, his, you know, he, we all know how great all-star Superman was in the definitive kind of Superman story by Grant Morrison. And this is the definitive Santa Claus story. Um, although maybe this is more of a year one than an all-star, but I, so I read this. It's just, it's just weird, weird, weird. <laughs> Weird is definitely. Can we be sure that this is the same Grant Morrison? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Santa Claus, he's not Santa Claus yet, but I'm just going to call him Santa Claus. Goes on a fucking peyote trip in the middle of it. <laughs> I mean, how is that? How is that not Grant Morrison? 
It was, I mean, like, that's the thing is that like, you know, so it's, it's in some, you know, you know, Northern, you know, I don't know exactly where it takes place or what the, you know, what the, you know, the, the, the location Norway and it's yeah. Scandinavian ish and it's, you know, and it's, and it's in the past and it's more of a feudal kind of, you know, like very, you know, like castles and that sort of, you know, that sort of thing, you know, uh, kind of, kind of world. And we we get introduced to this guy who's got a beard and it's you know it's it's not gray yet or white and and he's just trying to make his way in the world and he runs into some conflict in the old town and there's an evil tyrant and there's a young bradish you know uh, kind of young you know ruler's child and you get the sense that this is a bad scene in the city and Christmas now has been canceled or Yule time has been canceled and you know and it's and he gets run and this guy well, gets run out Yule time but toys yeah. all have uh, yeah everything you're yeah. not allowed to wish in the wishing well. I mean, there yep. is no joy here. This is the Grinch just stolen this Perhaps town. Perhaps it's Mudville. Yeah. Yep. And and so and so. Or Whoville. The, the, Whoville, Mudville. Yeah, exactly. And so this 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 uh, bearded man. He's got a, he's got a loyal white wolf that that sits with him and and. And uh, yeah, very direwolfy, and he feels bad for the children, and he and you know, and he says, "I don't know what I can do." He's like, "Well, let's let's just play a tune," and he pulls out his little pan flute, and the and the wolf starts starts uh, cowling. what's the word, uh, cowling. Uh, cowling along with it, and then that conjures up these blue alien esque things that then come and take over his body in a in a seventies uh kind of psychedelic yeah. colored psychedelic kind of moment and then it's the next day and he wakes up and he goes, Oh man, what that was a good that was a deep sleep and then he goes, Oh, what have, what have I done? And there are just <laughs> toys all around him that he's made. <laughs> it was weird. It's just so weird, and it's so Grant, and it's just like bizarre. Now, I have, so when I read it, I thought I wasn't sure that it was Grant Morrison, but having you explain it to me, oh, yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. it's totally Grant Morrison. I think it's weird that it's a boom book to me. Yeah. And, well, you know, yeah. good for them, I suppose, but that's just... Yeah. Yeah, well, and so and so my my problem, and as I alluded to it earlier, so the it was illustrated by Dan Mora, mm -hmm. who I've never heard of, I've never seen anything by or what. Did whatnot. he play the dad on Wonder Years? <laughs> no, that was Dan Loria. Oh, um, who was just. Who was just on The Good Wife, by the way, recently. Yes, he was. So. Yelling about unions. Yep. So, but anyway, the art is fine. I liked the art, actually. I mean, it's, I mean, it's yeah, a fantasy like, story. I thought he does a really good job with the uh, fantasy yeah, elements. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the birth, the guy on Birthright. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, very kind of similar kind of, you know, you could see the pencil strokes kind of, you know, that sort of thing. Well, I thought, well, the art, one thing I liked about it was it didn't skimp. I mean, this is a book full yeah. of backgrounds and detail. Yeah. I mean, this is not like he walks in the village and there's a couple of buildings. He walks in the village and there's a yeah. fucking double page spread that goes deep into the horizon of the village. And yeah, I yeah. Liked I mean, I, I, mean I guess I guess my I guess my concern is that the 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 part of what made All Star Superman so special was that it was Grant and Frank Quitely. Well, look, and this is not All Star Santa Claus. No, <laughs> I, no, I understand that, but what I'm saying is that the that, that, isn't playing isn't paying Quitely rates. Right, exactly, and and so it's it just kind of it goes back to that talent vacuum is that you know and this was good, but it's not like I, I'm not I'm not sitting there saying anybody and that's you know needs to run out and get it because of the art. The art know? was ninety percent there. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That, I mean that's what it, that's what it is, but that's 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 the league you're you're batting in. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I mean realistically, how much is this going to sell? Like to justify paying, you know, like yeah. one of the known names, you know, the the fact that it got made, it got made on Grant Morrison's name, and that's what they had to do to, to, Plus, to you make gotta, it. You gotta pay the Santa Claus family license. That's not cheap. <laughs> that's not. Um, I think that might be in public domain. Unlike James oh. Bond, I'm pretty sure Santa Claus is public domain. Oh. So, You're not taking money to Coca Cola. 
Uh, unless uh, either Coca-Cola or Disney, one of the two own it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was. I I I wasn't as upset about it as I thought I would be based on the cover with a blood-covered Santa Claus. You know, he's carrying the deer car- carcass and he's covered in blood. And I thought, oh, I don't I don't want this. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I guess I'm in. I like it more now than I did as at, than right after I read it. Like having like. Hearing hearing you guys talk about it, and I've been flipping through it and sort of looking at it again, and, and it's 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 grown on me a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, it was always good. I definitely, I mean, I will. I mean, it, it's it plays to my interest, so I'll st- I'm definitely gonna stick with it. You know, it's Grant Grant Morrison Christmas, cool. I'm in. I mentioned how during while reading Vision, I was changing my opinion every other page. I had the same thing with Unfollow, Josh, the new Vertigo book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this I read this, I read this of, too, despite the awful title. Awful title. And, and I got past that because it's written by Rob Williams, who did Royals Masters of War, which was one of my favorite miniseries of last year. So, now, you, you had mentioned that in our chat, uh, in our daily chat room, and I thought this was related to that somehow. Yeah, me too. I was confused. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> what? It's just his next Vertigo thing. Uh, okay, yeah. No, I, I, was, started, I kept, I was looking, like, for, the, I kept looking for the link, and I couldn't find it. Yeah. No. No. Sorry. I apologize for that. But it's a Vertigo number one, and, and I try to read most of those. I'm glad that you guys did, too. I felt just like you did, Connor. And at first, I like I literally sort of breezed through the first few pages. Because I was like, yeah, 140, blah, blah, blah. We're making references to Twitter. And then yes. as I got to the end and sort of figured out what it was, I was I was much more compelled to, to yeah. continue. Up until the part where we meet the guy in his deathbed, basically, in the Bahamas. <laughs> I, be, I, put the, I put the book down at that point and walked away for about an hour. Because I was like, I'm... I'm bored. I, yep, I was I was there with you. And then when I opened it up, the app up again, I was like, oh, I guess I should finish it. And I did, and I, I enjoyed it more at the end. It's sort of a demented Willy Wonka tale. Yep. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. It was a modern Willy Wonka tale. Like, but like the thing was, I was kind of groaning and 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 you know, kind of stumbling my way through the first two thirds, but the last third, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, I get it. All right, this this could be interesting. So, so. in this in this story, a, a tech billionaire who's 24 is dying of pancreatic cancer, and has decided to give his fortune away to 140. Random people who have his app, and uh, this is the setup for that story. As we meet yeah. some of, some of the people who have the 140 app appear on their phones and and start to figure out they're about to be really rich. Or I mean, not. I didn't want to get to the technical aspect of apps just appearing on phones and things. I, I I'm, I'm letting it go with that, but you know, you need, the, there, there are there are some permissions involved. It's just that you those know, are all bullshit. <laughs> you can work around those, and if you've got if you're high enough, that's fine. <laughs> I really like the art uh, as well. I just had the page, but I think it's Mike Dowling. Uh, it's very sort of nice, liney art. It didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't look like it was trying to channel sort of an older style of art, which just seems to be happening a lot at Vertigo. Um, it was almost like a quietly light, like uh, like line work kind of thing. This book felt the most Vertigo-y that I've read in a while from Vertigo. Yeah. This is your thing, Josh. You're trying to recapture your Vertigo glory as, as uh, mm-hmm. Ron and I are trying to recapture our Marvel glory. This felt like an old Vertigo book. Yeah, me, yeah, which is a good thing. Yep, and I and there, you know, there's a little, there's a little Alaskan weirdo at the end of it, so it's all good. <laughs> it's rivalous. I, I enjoyed it, I, and I was really glad. Like, there, there's sort of a lot of times I want to go into something completely blind. You know, I don't want to know anything about it, which is what happened here. But I did have some preconceived notions given the the sort of topical uh, title of unfollow. You know, right? 
and I was already annoyed by that. But that's that's the, that's the thing is that like that's that's what I worry about because it seems like it's a good idea and that it, there's so much um, resonance with that title and with like the cover treatment and all that sort of stuff and especially in this kind of you know social media laden world that kind of makes us eye roll a lot and stuff like that. I mean, to some people it might be an attraction, but to me it was like it was that was an obstacle. Yeah. And I wonder if there was a a better name or whatever. But that but we'll move on the story. I mean, yeah. I'm on board. I'm going to read it. I'll see how it goes. I, I, it, was, yep. it was well done. So. A couple of ham fisty sort of pop culture tech references yeah. fine whatever we'll move yeah. along it was, it was overall it was good i wanted to chime in on doctor strange number two you two were absolutely in love with the first one mm-hmm. i liked it quite a bit and and as will happen with me a lot of times by the time i get to the second one i'll find out and i really like the second issue a lot i had a ton of fun with this yeah this is great bachelo unleashed mm-hmm. yeah it really was bachelo unleashed sorry yeah, who, who knows no, what I liked was the uh, on the cover. Uh, you know, the, the, it's a great overhead shot of Doctor Strange getting you know kind of attacked by a creature coming out of the fridge, mm-hmm. and the the letters on the um, on the fridge, like the magnetic letters, spell the credits. You know, you see Aaron and Bacello and Townsend, but but you also see I see Ditko. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's Beetlejuice attacking him. I don't know if you knew. Oh that. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that I have a ton to say about it, but I really liked. You know, the, the, this is a setup for him to get his new library assistant. It was, it was funny because uh, at one point she's walking through the house and there's all these monsters. She finally screams about something and it's because his books are in disarray, which I, <laughs> felt, I felt I could relate to, not, you know, being more of the Stephen Strange in this uh, instance. Uh, we, we get to hang out with Wong and her a little bit in the kitchen. I always like, I always like some Wong. I'm pro Wong. Yeah. Although 177A Bleecker Street is not its own block. We discussed this There's, last two weeks ago. We've, discu- we've discussed this many times. It just every time it just it just gets there me. There should at least be a tink berry there. You know what there else doesn't happen? One seven eight Bleecker Street. What? Any of this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's completely fictional reality. Um, I know. I know. So no, I know. It. It's 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 still very good. Yeah, it's, it's great. He's, he's doing great. At least they spelt it with a C. That's all. So, know. Ron, I, I felt like I could feel your scream all the way down here uh, in Los Angeles from reading Uncanny X-Men 600 and Extraordinary X-Men number one. Is that accurate uh, or is it just a disturbance in the force I felt? No, no, you, 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 you picked up the – yeah, I, I, I screamed. I, I, had a, I, had, I had, As the resident X-Men person, I, I wrestled with these both these two issues greatly. Well, let's before we dive into this, you – you are the resident X-Men guy. A lot of people who are new to the show may not know this, and old listeners are always asking for you, for you to chime in on X-Men stuff. But yep. while you were gone, that was when Bendis took over the X-Men books, and that's when... I was there uh, right at the beginning. Right, but then that's it, you were gone for most of it. Yeah, for most of it, yeah. Josh and I were actually big fans and read at least all new X-Men all the way through. I read Uncanny all the way through. And there was a lot yep. of X-Men talk during the read time. I read all new X-Men all the way through. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the X-Men... Uncanny X-Men 600 is Bendis' capper to his run on X-Men before we kick off the new era with Extraordinary X-Men number one. So yeah, and, and, and anybody who shopped in my comic book store on Wednesday and that oh, was there in the evening pr- probably heard me ranting about it as, as, the, as, as the shopkeeper was making fun of me. I, 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 here's the thing. Technically, great. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, Bendis and the artists that the you know the array of artists that that were on this issue, you know, Sarah Pacelli, Mahmoud Asara, Stuart Eminen, Chris Anka, Chris Pacello, Dave Marquez, Fraser Irving. I mean, all awesome artists, like really great stuff. You know, that sort of thing. My only my only note on that is I didn't realize I was looking at Beast and the Fraser Irving pages. Yeah, I thought it was some other creature. 
Fraser Irving's the the mo- I think the most challenging of them all. But I yeah, love his so. art, but I just didn't realize that was beast yeah. that was supposed to be like. Yeah, exactly. I hated the. I just hate it. I hate it. What? Because just, what's the? Yeah, give me the because. Because because here's the here's the thing is that I just feel like whereas Bendis has established himself through things like Alias and Daredevil and some of the Avengers stuff and stuff like that as a way of telling really great myriad stories as well as um, enriching these characters and adding to the lore and stuff like that. I feel like with the X-Men, all he did was come in and apply a layer of Bendis on top of these characters as opposed to going underneath the characters at their core and building them back up. I, I feel as if he just kind of, you know... He, I'm gonna do my X Men, and wait, you see what I'm gonna do, and it was all about him, and a lot of, and and that's the thing is that the and the the big the big thing that everyone's talking about in this issue. I mean, there, there's a couple of a couple of key things that happen through the issue, and we get kind of little, you know, there's a lot of flashbacks and things like that, but. You know the 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 big thing that everyone's been talking about, of course, is the you know Iceman coming out as as being gay, as younger Iceman realizing that he's gay through the help of Jean Grey, and then in this issue he comes out to his older self and helps his older self also come out, and I and I don't want to undercut the coming out story aspect or the value of that and having that representation in comics and all that sort of stuff. I think that is great, but. It just it, it, as as reading a character like Iceman that I've read for thirty years, and there never being any, you know, kind of thing like that, it just rings a little self congratulatory well, to me. Uh, let me, it's, let me it's, you know, let me back you up on this to make another point. I felt like I don't know you was saying this was a technically a really great issue, and the art was wonderful. Yes, and yeah. I liked it. I always liked I like Bennett's dialogue. I'm not one of the people that complains about it, but. It felt like a lot of what happened in, in his run, and especially in this issue, felt like just completely out of left field events. Yes, that, that there yep. was no basis for. So we talked about this back when the Young Iceman came out. That like great, you know, in, in concept, but it just there was no evidence of it in the past. It just sort of like yep. we'll just do this. And I felt I feel the same way about the Henry Jean relationship. Exactly, that was my next thing. Exactly, totally agree on that. So young Henry's been lusting after Jean, which they all the X Men did in the old sixties comics. And in this issue, she's like, "Yes, I, I've always liked you too." And I was like, "Really? Yep." I mean, no. I'm not the X Men expert you are, Rob, but I've read a lot of X Men comics, and I've never even seen an indication of of that. It yeah. just felt like a random. Let's just put these two people together. Yep. And yep. I feel like there's a lot of that going on because because the, what will that do? That'll create a triangle, and then what will Scott do? And all like I you know and like and and they I did get that it. story, and I get that yeah, and I get it. It's a soap opera, and all, but they, yeah, you're right. They did that story, and they did it, and honestly, a lot better. So I mean, so so that's the thing is that as an X Men fan, this just like and I feel like what he did was like the whole the 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 whole kind of um, you know what you did. The whole the whole premise that we've we've often heard a lot of you know writers like Brubaker and Fraction and stuff like that say about working for Marvel is that like you get you get handed a box of toys and you play with them for a little while and then you put the toys back on the shelf right. and Bendis just took these toys and banged them against the table until they were bent in half and then put them back on the shelf and and, and be like hey look I did that and it just and it just I it feel it feels like when Hillary Clinton ran for Senate in New York it just okay. like oh. So um, it, it just doesn't it 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 doesn't it it like it, it feels a little not fake or phony. I mean, maybe phony. I don't have to get too Salinger on it, but it just feels like a little too you know. 
I don't know. It just, it, I, I just feel used. That's all. I also, I, I just really don't understand the continu- And you probably feel this way worse than I do. The, the continuing, either hatred or n- not knowing what to do with Cyclops. Right. Yes. Exactly. He's con- yeah. continually shunted off to the side in these stories, even though he's the main focus of it. That's a great. That's a great example because at the end of this issue, all the X Men get called. Like all the mutants of the world get called to Washington D.C. where Cyclops is gathering all the mutants together to kind of make a show of you know like we are mutants, we're here, and all this sort of stuff. And then transitioning to extraordinary X Men. Wait, wait, wait one, before that, did, did he bring the podium? Uh, sure. Yeah. So he just he just rolled up with it, like a podium under his arm. There's always a podium at the Lincoln Memorial, just, just in case. In case. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of it's behind one of the pillars, but if you know if you fill out the right paperwork and plan in advance, you can use the podium. And he just brought the X logo and slapped it on the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. well, that's easy. Let's just go to Kinkos. That's all. That's not a problem. Okay. But um... I want to see that story. <laughs> this is not the right red. But then tra- transitioning to Extraordinary X Men, which is the you know the the new launch, and this is by written by Jeff Lemire with art by Humberto Ramos, you know two creators that I'm huge fans of, and this presumably picks up after Secret Wars or whatever, right. and that again I'm thrown in not knowing like so it, you know allusions to the Terrigen Mist and Inhumans, and now all of a sudden mutants are sterile, and then there's going to be no more mutants. Like, haven't didn't we do that already? So in this issue, we, we find out the new status quo for the mutants, which is that the Terrigen Mists are poison to, to mutants. So when the, the, the Terrigen Bomb was, was sent off, all of the uh, mutants you know, either got sick or they were injured by the mist. Right. I'm not a scientist. We've, <laughs> we've, we've proven this over, many times over the years. If mutants aren't born from mutant parents, right. how can the sterilization happen? Right. It's, 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 it's a mutation. If it's a mutation of a gene, it, it doesn't... Everyone has to be sterile then. So they're, they keep saying the, the mists sterilize them so there'll be no more mutants born. Well, most of these people were born to regular parents, which is why they had to run away to the school in the first place. Right. So that doesn't make any sense to me from a scientific standpoint. Unless they're saying the mists kill the, the gene that causes the mutation in the first place. But I don't even know that that's a possibility because a mutation yeah. has a mutation. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't not know. a scientist. I don't... I'm not a biologist. But so... So so yeah so there's that and then there you know th- so apparently Storm is now they're building X Haven which we don't know where it is basically they're just flip flopping with the Inhumans like but you remember the yeah. Inhumans were at the secret city of Atelian now yeah. the X Men are going to be in the secret you know my guess is another you know like either it's another planet or dimensional kind of thing or something like that and it's just and and then there's reference to you know we went over you know with Scott and Scott and like so what happened with Scott like what happened between Uncanny X Men six hundred and this issue. Right. And I and the thing is is that and it's not that I want to know what the end of the story is, but if you're telling a story that jumps after a thing, then tell me that. Th- there's been no setup, there's been no establishment of this. Like at least when DC did the one year later thing, which we loved, we knew, okay, we're skipping a year. Right. You know, and so like I wa- we wondered what happened during that year. How did we get there or whatever? And then slowly the story told me out. I don't know what the skip is. Mhm. So it just it it just it it just bothers me, and then and then the, the, at the end of the issue we see that old man Logan is is there, and so Wolverine is back as old man Logan. So you know if you like that sort of thing, then there. you I go. I will say that uh, I'm a huge Umberto Ramos fan, so I thought this was a gorgeous yes. issue. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's. I marveled over every page of this. I think he's yeah. been one of my favorites going back to his Young Justice stuff many 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 yeah, years no, ago. 
He's great. He's fantastic. It's great to see him. He's been on, in Spider-Man land for years, so it's great to see him on the X-Men. It's a great team. I'll keep reading it because, of course, these are characters that I love and I want to see what happens. But it's just like, you know, 600 left a bad taste in my mouth. And again, I do not want to come out. I, I, I do not want to come, you know, against the coming out and all that sort of stuff. I think that's great. And, and uh, to see the feedback and everything that, that's that's come out of it, I think that's wonderful. It just all seemed disingenuous by Bendis. And so, like, that's, that's what kind of frustrated me about it. And then with Extraordinary X-Men, it's just that I just, you know, it's the same problem we've been having with Marvel. When, with the vision we talked about is just that you know I don't, at least at least Doctor Strange started from a place where there's no ambiguity like boom here you go here's the story like we you know there's no we had a clean slate right. but the X-Men there's a whole bunch of shit that, that's going on that hasn't been wrapped up right you know, and so, and it, I just feel like the it, it just it's just I'm 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 not in a safe zone, Connor. <laughs> I'm not in a safe place. Well, uh, you you sit there and rock back and forth for a minute. I'll tell people really quickly where they can support the show. You go to ifanboy.com/support. That's where you find our Amazon link. And the holidays are coming, so that link becomes more and more important as you make your holiday purchases via Amazon. And you can help the show out that way. And many, many, many people do that every year through the Amazon link. We always thank them. So if you're looking to do some holiday shopping on Amazon, go to ifanboy.com slash support. That's where you can also find your membership uh, link. Become a member for iFanboy at 3 bucks a month, 30 bucks a year. And that helps us directly. And we appreciate all of those people who do that. And you can also find just a random donation link. If you want to donate any kind of, if you want to donate 55 cents, I mean, that seems like a waste of your time, but you could do that. We would accept it. And pretty much with fees, it is a waste of everyone's time. So, So, but that's where you can go to help iFanboy out. Directly helps keep the show on the air for 10, after 10 years. We definitely, I can say this for a fact, would not be here without the people who've done all the things to help support the show. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yep. Let's move on. Ten years. We're being self-indulgent running along on this one because it's yeah. ten years. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go quick through the ne- these next books. So Deadpool number one. Yeah, I'm still reading Deadpool. What happened to you? I don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I feel like I, do, I can't. You moved to the woods and you got weird. I liked it, and now I don't love it anymore, but I'm like, I keep reading it. Is it the same creative people? Yeah, it's it's Jerry Duggan. No, it's not. Oh yeah, it's yeah, Jerry, Jerry Duggan, Duggan yeah. and, and yeah, Mike Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, is Posehn still on it? I don't think so. No, he's gone. Which no, he's gone. There's nothing we could do about it. Yeah. And then we've got a new status quo where there's like a. It's almost like Deadpool Incorporated, I guess. Would be what sort are, of what, what this other is. What book has that? Uh, Spider Man, right? Yeah, it's a thing. I I didn't love that part of it so much. Uh, it's not really so much. There's definitely no. There's definitely no uh, Posehn involved. It's not that. It's not that I liked it, but I kept a, a lot. Like I didn't not like it, but I keep reading it. It's it's kind of an interesting premise, and uh, there's like a lot of different Deadpool's. I don't know that I will stick with this entirely, but I like the part of it that I do like is that Deadpool went through this thing where he was. I'm trying to remember what the premise because this happened in other books, not just in his own book, where he was he got all Zen and really happy, and that pissed off his demon wife, and now he's got like a different perspective on things. Which is kind of interesting. And I like the sort of supporting cast that is built up around him. But here they just made this whole supporting cast into... is almost too much. So I might read the next one. I might not keep going. But I'm still reading it. Which is really the thing that's interesting to me. So there's that. Yeah. I, I read it. But I, I had the same problem. Where it's like I just didn't understand what was going on or how or what. Yep. And, and, you know, and like, so now Deadpool merch is funding the Avengers. And yep. it's just, it's, it's just, it, well, that, they made that know. joke in one of the Avengers books we read. Remember that? Yeah, one? no, they I, did. I, yeah, no, yeah. So I that like was the, that they've completely flipped it where like they're making him the star of all of the things. And he's, he's now, he's now literally super important to the Marvel Universe, which I think is funny. Well, it's really yeah. interesting considering the conflict with Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as well, too. 
you think they'd be downplaying him yeah. and, like they are the X-Men. But I think, they, yeah. I think he sells comics, and I think he sells merch. I guess yeah. he must. It's so. true, yeah. And, 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 that, and, and we know at Marvel what, what, what rules. Yeah, and, and you know that if you, to, if you go to any show, yeah. <laughs> like, what's the most popular costume from Marvel? Deadpool. Yeah. Every, easily. Yeah. Even so, at video game shows. It's weird. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's why. Anyway, all right. Um, so, Black Science uh, number seventeen, the first story of the new arc, and it, it just it's can Mate- the the Mateo Scalera art? ravaging ravaging of the oh, comic book industry. To call it art continues. is, is uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah, it's diminish more, what it's it would more, be. It's it's ne- it's nearly sentient at this point. It's, <laughs> I thought I, I, when we ended uh, issue sixteen, I was kind of curious what direction Remender was going to take the story in, and we get a three year jump. And, you know, which I feel like is appropriate and and it kind of, you know, threw us into the mix and we got a little, you know, kind of a little origin-esque little flashbacks of Grant McKay's uh, kind of, you know, upbringing as, as his mother sleeps with a uh, mustachioed guy named Ron. That guy's yeah. outfit was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I got to yeah. say that, that you know, we, we talk about Scalera and, and how he needs to stop, but this this article was actually quite article. Issue was actually quite subdued. It was a lot of, you know. Yeah. Dudes, regular, regular people. Uh, I, really like, I, I really liked it. I mean, it was really, su- there's a lot of subtlety. And like, uh, and Grant is in this, he's in God World, as we found out now, and he's walking around and there's just this, this really annoying creature following him who only asks questions. And I thought like Remender's writing had the rhythm down really, like it was, like it was, it was annoyingly comical. You know, and, and uh, you, that, that to me is a man uh, who has small children. Yeah. Yes, that's, yes. That's, no, that's exactly what that is. That's what life is like. Yeah, um, so. I don't like the colors at all. Oh, interesting. interesting. I, I like them. No, okay. I, I needed to. I need. I need to turn down. Besides that, I loved everything about it. So, Ron, I know people will ask, why is it that the time jump here is okay, but not in the Marvel books? Because he explained it. Okay, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get the question. I'm gonna. I want you to. Oh yeah, no, I understand. No, I mean it makes sense. I mean it's the start of a new arc, and and in the book, in the recap and everything, it is, it's it's laid out there. It's explained. The the recap of Extraordinary X Men says nothing about anything. The Extraordinary X-Men page says, Considered to be the next step in human evolution, mutants discover their heritage of puberty. When they manifest superhuman powers and abilities, but rather than being celebrated for their gifts, mutants are instead confronted by a world that's never hated or feared them more. With the hate of their race hanging in the balance, mutant kind needs heroes who will courageously lead them into the future. Mutant kind needs Extraordinary X-Men. Nothing about Terrigen, sterility, you know, like... All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Well, that was all told in the story. By the way, you said puberty, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, I've not, I've known have a lot of notes on uh, on Invincible Iron Man number three, other than to say, I really like this. Yeah, it's I'm not super entirely fun. sure why, but it's it's really fun to read, and I like I like it. I enjoyed Awesome Facial Hair Bros. It made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> because the, in, this, in this issue, Doctor Strange shows up, and then a lot of the criticism over the last two weeks has been that. Uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man are, the, are written in the same same way. They look the same, so they played up that in this issue. That was a wonderful waste of a page. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> no, I, I did too. It's, look at it's his facial great. expression. I know, and also that is, you know you know who you know who else loved that. David Marquez in Control V. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, and change six. There we go. <laughs> Everybody loved this. The colorist, the letterist, the you know. Yep. Way to go! But I love that kind of joke. It's that's a, that's a comic book joke. Yep, yep. And totally. they really made you wait for it, so it was fun. I, I I'm really enjoying this, and I like I like how we're getting into Tony Stark here in a way that I have not been able to in some time. Now, Ron, part of my uh, reading a bunch of new Marvel books is I read Nova Number One. What did you think? 
It was good. It was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I, I thought it was very. It was solid. I didn't it was love solid. it. I didn't I mean, think it was bad. I, I thought it was good. The new the new creative team is writer Sean Ryan and artist Corey Smith, and I just really liked what Jerry Duggan was doing on this title. So uh, the whole time reading it, I would just it it lacked that Duggan feeling. Is it the guy uh, who did the Shield? Different Sean Ryan? It might be the Shield guy. I no, know. I don't think so. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, I've read some stuff by him, and I don't think so. Okay, but uh, no, but uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, I'll, I'll keep reading Nova. I mean, it, it, I like it, um, you know. But it's it's. I just really liked what Jerry was doing, so I was a little disappointed to see he wasn't on. Like, I got all excited. I'm like, oh great, Nova's back, and I was like, oh, it's yeah. So well, I feel like if yeah. you're gonna do this reboot, it's not a reboot. You should just everyone should be new. So, so to me, I'm more yeah. disappointed when the creative team is the same. Yeah, I guess so. Like, but I didn't have any problem with what was going on. I didn't want it rebooted. But anyway, whatever. Well, that, with that, we've all been through. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, are either of you reading or still reading Midnighter? I dropped off. I, I don't See, think I, I ever read it. I hopped on at the same time I think Ron did, and you really liked it. Yeah, and so I, I did, still... and I just I just missed it. No, so. th- then which is totally a thing that I would do. Um, yeah, but yeah. I've been reading it as it come out. I really like this. This is a this is a fun little book. It's only in it's. I wish one of you'd read it because it was only in this one that I realized that the guy who is his boyfriend is not Apollo. Hmm. Apparently they broke up at some point. I don't. I didn't know. Or we're that. never together because this is Nifty Two. No, I think they were, but the guy that he's dating literally has like shaggy white hair. He's got a type. So, yeah, I guess he's got a type. I like the artist is very. Who is it that does like the little? Somebody else does like little inserts. There's a few guys. Andrea. Do you mean the guy who does. Aja? Yeah, Aja does it too. He definitely like that. He's definitely pulling in some of those influences, which I like. There are actually a couple times I actually got lost in the storytelling, but I was thinking about it and I decided uh, I will forgive that because I, it's very energetic and there's lots of stuff going on. So that's if that's a little price to be paid, that's fine. It's a, it's a really fun series, Connor. I think you should check it out. I got a lot of books. I had twenty books. I week. understand. I know. I'm just but but like in a world where there's a lot of crappy DC books, this one's actually pretty interesting. And and I really like the character in Midnight, or always have. Yes, yeah, so uh, Amazing Spider-Man number three. I just want to touch upon this because uh, we, you know we we talk a lot about the fen- you know the the Fox and Marvel kind of drama and all this sort of stuff. And the big move in this issue was uh, it was revealed that Peter Parker and his new company Parker Parker Industries has purchased the Baxter Building and is now the headquarters for Parker Industries. And the whole the whole premise of this issue is that the Human Torch is very upset by this. But then he re- finds out that Peter built a statue by had, had a statue commissioned by Alicia Alicia Masters of the Fantastic Four. And they'll always have a home here. Sure. <laughs> just wave your hand. Don't worry. It's all, you know, like. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so speaking of comics that you should be reading that you're not reading, like Midnighter, let's jump into some War Corner and talk about Johnny Red number one from Titan Comics. This might be our first Titan Comics on the show. Uh, written by yeah. Ke- Garth Ennis, drawn by Keith Burns. And this is Garth doing a classic British comic book character. He was a... War, war character in the British comics um, many many decades ago, and uh, this was awesome. This this might have been my pick of the week. It was, it, I, I I bought it thinking that there would be War Corner. I wanted to be prepared, and I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. Great premise. The premise is that the, again, a dot uh, com millionaire from or probably billionaire uh, buys an old old hurricane that is really in bad shape. So he takes it to England, where there's a guy who specializes in restoring old World War II planes, and he gets the whole history of the plane, then he goes to meet this Russian, because this plane helped fight in the Battle of Leningrad, and uh, so he meets this old Russian guy who tells him the real history of the plane, and we get sort of the flashback to that, and this was great. I really yeah, love this. Really, I really enjoyed it. Josh, you're, you're, you're surprisingly quiet. I missed it. 
And then and then I was like, I should probably read that, but I was running out of time. And then I saw you put it in the short section. I was like, well, it probably wasn't that. It wasn't great in the then. short like, section. It was it in the war corner section. I know, but the, I'm used to looking at the script in one way. I, I know I gotta get. It. I'm getting it right now. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, I I really enjoyed. it. I'm gonna stick with it. I think this is really. It was it was it was engaging. It was a. I like the the reflective looking back in the past kind of angle of it. You yeah. Know? Cool. And now we'll do some Star Wars corner, the sub sub corner of War Corner. I, I feel like we're well. I feel like we're running out of corner. How many corners in a room are do we have? We got two. We got Star Wars corner and War Corner. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or as you said, Connor, Star Wars a subsection of War Corner because it yes. is a war. Yes. So. I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm loving this arc. This arc is fantastic, and this is the you know like everybody's been split up, and you know Luke has been off you know on Narshada, and Han and Leia were dealing with with Han's wife, and and you know and and then Chewie and Thrupio went out to go save Luke on Narshada, and this is the issue where everything's starting to uh, fold into you know to it's starting to you know connect. Where everybody's kind of showing up, and and uh, next issue is I think going to be the big climax. But I mean, you get a lot of Dengar action in this. I don't you know if we've the... ever seen Dengar in action. I've read prose yeah. about that. Yeah, no, some good Dengar action, by the way. Good, good uh, Dengar Chewbacca fight, as the cover kind of tells. Really good Han and Leia interaction on the ship as they're traveling. Good, you know, you, you get a another, you know, Luke in an arena fighting a big monster. I mean, like it's just hitting on all the notes that it needs to, and I just, I, I love it. It's How fantastic. many Gungans are in so, there? Uh, no Gungan, no Gungan. So. Bothan? Uh, Both. I don't know. There might be Bothan in the crowd. There's so, a, uh, tw- a Twi'lek. Yeah, that's nice. So. To me, I don't know how you can if you if you took Eminem out of this, I don't know how I'd feel about it. Yeah. But as there is Eminem, I loved it. Because like, I got to I got to tell you, Eminem draws a great Dengar. Eminem draws a great blank. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody better. Look at look at the pose of Han Solo like yes, with his slow slung guns like leaning on the wall in the ship. Yep. Christ. That's a yep. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, the, the the panel of him collapsing and putting his head in his hands, I thought was was re- like it, it gets the emotion across. It just you know, and then and then the last panel of Han, you know, with the gun, you know, like you know, like you know, after he blasted Dengar, it just like it's great. Talk about a great entrance. Oh, so also, when he when Dengar's fighting Chewbacca, and like you see that Chewbacca's actually kind of skinny under the fur, like he looks yeah. more like an ape than a human. Oh, it's so good. Nobody's yeah. even that's that's it's great. Yeah, it's he even great. draws great ships. Yep, Man. good stuff. He, yeah, I'm, I'm mad that he's leaving. That he's gonna leave this at some point. But is yeah. he? Has it been announced? He has to. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, well, he's he's doing that Miller. He's doing that creator own thing with Miller. So I mean, I can't imagine him doing both at the same time. How much money did you have to get offered for that? Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, Star Wars Eleven. It's fantastic. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are the books we're going to talk about this week. You can go to fanboy.com and you can talk about these books or other books we didn't get to. It was a big. Big week of comics, so there's a lot of books we didn't get to. A lot yeah. of books. Yeah, good books. Good book. I mean, no, I mean, we, 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 I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, it's gonna be a long show, and we are running long, and 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 uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna skip uh, listener emails this week, and we'll get to them next week. We'll do more next week, but it's it's a it's a good spot to be in that there's so many books that we have so much to talk about. I mean, like that's a that's a nice time for comics. You know? It's a better problem than having nothing to talk about. Exactly, that's for sure. That's so, for sure. You know, we don't want to get too deep into it, but this is our 10th anniversary show. It's worth looking back for a second. And, know, and so as we record this, this is actually almost exactly 10 years ago today that the first show came out. November 5th, 2005. 
Jesus. The first pick of the week on the podcast was Powers number 14. And the show, and you'll, you'll enjoy this, lasted for 19 minutes. I remember that. I was actually going to say it was Powers 19, but that's probably why. That's good. 19 minutes. <laughs> Whose pick was it? Mine. It had to be Josh's. It was yours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the cover. Isn't that the one with the, the plug? I don't know. It's like an outlet. It was 10 years ago. I think. It was a long time ago. That was that was before it, it rebooted I'm six times. Yes, yeah. yes, that was the outlet. Yeah, I just pulled it up. It is the outlet. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. Josh. And then the second episode, Ron, your pick was Decimation: The House of M. The day after number one, <laughs> which says a lot. <laughs> uh, I really, I really like our. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the website on the post for the podcast, and I like the the welcome to the first ever pick of the week podcast. So the past five years, so we'd already been doing the pick of the week for five years. Yeah. Quote for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's just so redundant. It's like for the past five years we've been reading and reviewing comics, selecting one award as our pick of the week. Now you can you can come read what we thought, and you can now download our podcast and listen to us talk about the books we read, discuss the pick of the week, and have some laughs. Tell you something, there was no reason to read what we were writing. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, wow, the man. second episode ran long because we forgot to watch the clock. Apparently, according to the show notes, 30, yeah, thirty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next oh, episode man. is 42 minutes it basically goes from that that's it yeah we, we build from there until we settle on about the hour I, I get a lot of feedback that our hour length is exactly right I, I feel like that's that's the case yeah it's the right it's yeah the first time we hit an hour was oh, Gotham Central 40 we didn't number these why didn't we number these no idea 3, 4, 5, 6 seven. we made a lot of mistakes for a while yeah I can't even tell you but it's crazy when you think about it. every week for 10 years we've been doing this, except for the holidays. Like clockwork. Even if some of us have left for greener pastures and went to come back. <laughs> I like how you're, you're beating around that bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the one, it's, the one, it's the one thing. This, is, this has become our baseball. This has become, you know, as, 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 as things have happened, the, 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 you know, the, the world has continued on, but the Pick of the Week podcast uh, persists. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I. <laughs> like, could you stop? And I'm like, yeah, but no. But then you think about it. Yeah, yeah no, that's totally it. Yeah, because we talked about it. I mean, not that we, we we said that we want to keep doing this, and we were like, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I'm too honest. Uh, people be like, do you, do you want to keep doing it? And I go, no. Do you want to stop? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think also a lot of people. A lot of people also misinterpret when we make that joke because it's yeah. getting getting to hang out with you guys for an hour on the phone is the best part of the week. It's just you yeah. know, after ten years, sometimes you want to have your day free. But, it's not even that. Like I just don't have the time I used to. Right. Like I like like I see that there's fifteen twenty comics and I'm I, I'm gonna lose sleep now. I'm not gonna be able to. I don't know when I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Um. But doing the show has never not been fun. A lot of people over the years have said, oh, I don't think you guys are having fun. The moment we stop having fun, the show will be over. And you will all know. Agreed. You Agreed. will totally know. There's but no I reason think to everyone do this Well, the other thing, the, we, we will all walk away from whatever time we record every time, and you'll be in a better mood than when you started. Yes. Like, it's, it's just great. It, it, it sort of it makes, it makes the day uh, much better. Hopefully, is what you feel you when, you, uh, when you listen. I hope so. Ron, any thoughts? <laughs> While you're gone, did you miss it? 
Yeah, no, I missed it everywhere. I listened while I was gone because I couldn't stop. You know what I mean? Because it's 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 such a you know like that. Honestly, that was the one of the toughest things about about leaving was was leaving. You know, like that was the toughest things about taking that job at Image was walking away from this. And and that's you know, some and of the it, classic type of writing you could have uh, found on iFanboy.com. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> the hardest parts about leaving was leaving. <laughs> it is what it is. But no, but you know what I mean, and and, and yeah, I mean, and, and then that's why when you know when I when I you know moved on from Image and and you know and then it was like, well, do I want to go back or whatever? And then it was like, yeah, it was a no brainer because to me it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like, oh, I need to go back because I need to be heard. It's like no, because this is a fun time. I want to hang out with my friends. So like that's that's the that's the driving force for it. So um, you know, and 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 like you guys said, I mean, it's a, it's a highlight of my week. It's I look forward to it. We you we spend all week holding jokes and holding you know things to say, and I can't wait to hear what you guys are going to think of something and and tell you what i think of it and yeah so it's it's uh yeah no i mean i, I love it so yeah as long as we're having fun we're we'll you know continue on and you know and and i know you know we've evolved and changed over the years and we've gone up we've gone down we've gone up we've gone down and things like that but you know i'm excited you know like i'm uh, you know you know as crazy as it is that we started this in our 20s you know <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm excited you know now as we're pushing we're all pushing 40 jesus you know that 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 it that it, no, that it shows I mean, just I mean, it just it, it, I, I think it matters. I think it I think at the end of the day, it 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 definitely is serving a purpose. And I just I recently just a friend of mine watched a podcast that is just him talking to people he knows while he's sitting in traffic on Long Island. And and he's not somebody who's into comics. And he was fascinated by what we've done, you know. And like and and the the discussion around you know like around taking something and taking the time to build it and to create something that that fills a void in our lives but also other people can enjoy i think is a special thing so i think it's one of the one of the things i'm most proud of in my meager existence on this planet and i will continue to be so there you go well said yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm extremely proud of uh, extremely proud of us yeah i'm proud we haven't let this completely destroy our friendship <laughs> Well, although we're really trying, there were there were moments in the past where it could have. Sure. Yeah. We don't argue anymore, or fight anymore, like we used to in the old days. Nope. So that's yeah. good. Well, because there's a, well, because the thing is, is that there's a great there's a great moment in life, um, and I feel like the guys who do South Park are in a similar state with this, yeah. where like you you create something and you do all the hard work and you fight and you fight and you fight and then you get to a point where a you figure it out and b you just don't give a shit anymore <laughs> and, 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 not, and i don't mean like giving a shit like you're gonna do bad work but it's just like i don't you know someone's gonna tell me they don't like the podcast fine don't listen <laughs> yeah. you know like it's it, you know like I, I i'm i'm no longer worried about what our itunes rank is or yeah. where where what anyone you know like like no it's like it's great it's like we're, we we completely we've reached this kind of you know like uh self-actualization maslow's pyramid you know where it's just like it's it's great yeah i'm happy josh any final thoughts before we move on to the end i just i think it's nice that we're at a point where when i said last week that i was pretty sure rob gillery thought of me when he drew that quinn page i checked and he did <laughs> and so you're both wrong so that's that's really what it's yeah. all about is finding ways to figure out how wrong your friends are well you, you were both wrong and, and to that note, I haven't talked to Rick, but I really hope I'm not the guy in Black Science. <laughs> uh, on that I've, note, yeah, I've made a lot of friends through this, and yes. because of this, this specific thing. Well, the website was there, two people were there. You know, the video show came after, but this is the thing 
that sh- that uh, we said this before. This is the thing that changed our lives. Oh, one hundred percent did in every possible way, um, and that we're still doing it and really and don't we still enjoy it uh, is 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 pretty amazing. And then you know, so thanks to everyone who listened. Really, yeah. Gosh. All right. Well, that's it. So ten ten years. Just a little brief reminiscing. We did a lot of reminiscing in episode 500. So listen to that one and then this one, and you pretty much got all our thoughts on it. And we're not going anywhere, at least for the for the time being. And you can expect some fun at stuff. At least hopefully. for another month. At least for another month. No, but no. And and and, and the thing is, is that like we're, you know we're having a blast. We're having a blast doing Goodfellas Minute over GoodfellasMinute.com as well too. And we're we're doing you know like it's it's clear that we do special things together. And and I'm glad that we're still doing it. And so just, and and just three dudes doing special things together. <laughs> just three dudes doing special things together. Nobody needs to know. Nobody but, needs to um, know. But, but the, the biggest the biggest thing is that is that all of you who listen and have been listening for ten years and have been following our stuff and whether it's following us over to Goodfellas Minute or listening to us when we're on other podcasts or you know any you know any any of the other endeavors that we've done that you all and by you all I mean the listeners have followed us on and supported us on we're just immensely thankful we said it during the 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 ad break you know like without your support without you using our Amazon link we wouldn't be here and all this sort of stuff so I mean I it's important and I we did this at five hundred too but as I'll say it again it's just that it's great to have such a great community that we've been, you know, able to facilitate and and do something special out of. So I'm thankful of everybody doing that. And no uh, one's done a thick piece about us either. So we got that going for us. Yeah. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, we passed that point. Yeah, we'll continue to do stuff and 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 you know and and once we get through the holidays, all the stuff out, we'll think of some cool stuff to keep it going and to have some fun with you guys and give back to you a little bit. So uh, stay tuned for that. So thanks to all the viewers. I know they're not viewers. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was for you, Josh. I know. <laughs> so thanks, everyone. Let's talk about other show, Josh. Not Josh. Ron. Wow. Yes. Right. Ron had mentioned our other podcast, Goodfellas Minute, which we do every Monday through Friday over at goodfellasminute.com. You can find us on iTunes, on Facebook at Goodfellas Minute, and Instagram Goodfellas Minute, and on Twitter Goodfellas Minute. That's where we talk about the movie Goodfellas one minute at a time. He said Goodfellas won. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and and uh, this past week, our buddy Jeff Canada was a guest on the show. So you've, you've heard him on this show quite a bit. If you like when he comes on this show, you haven't heard it. He's very funny on the Goodfellas Minute podcast. He's good. He's Ron good. has a fellow Italian to talk to. So that's nice. Yes, it was good. Finally talked to one of my people. <laughs> so uh, not like those other people. They do people. all their conversation in Italian, too. So it was difficult for me. Come <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Head over to that. We're having a great time hey, doing that show as well. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, Goodfellas Minute is a blast. I hope you're all enjoying it. Um, and you can head over to ifanboy.com where you can comment on this show. You can talk about this week's books uh, and find all of our old back content as well and back episodes. Um, and as always, you can follow us on Facebook at ifam- facebook.com slash ifanboy and at ifanboy on Twitter. And if you want to, you can follow us individually. Uh, Josh is at J.A. Flanagan. Connor is at C.S. Kilpatrick. And you can find me at RonXO. But if you Connors is basically just about how he misses baseball, so you can just skip it for the next month or so. I I really do too. Huh? Yeah, he's he's really out there with that though. Yeah, it's still, fine. I, but it still it still hurts. I can't. I, I, I haven't been able to talk about it publicly yet. Maybe in like a week or so. No, it's don't 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 rush it. It's fine. Yeah. We're good. If you like the show or the other show or any shows, write reviews for those shows. All the iTunes because all, all the great shows, all the great shows need reviews. Uh, better yet, keep your word of mouth up. Uh, use those uh, social media channels to uh, to tell people things you like. Every once in a while, we'll see you know someone will ask, "Hey, we're a good comic podcast," and they're just like, "I, yeah, I fanboy man, that's that's the one," and that's that's our goal. We want to be that that great comic book podcast uh, for the kind of thing that we do. And so keep that up. We really appreciate that, and um, that that helps a ton. 
And that is it. Thank you for 10 years of listening. Good Thank job. you. Yes, yes, indeed. All right. So see you next week. Till next time. Do I have to think of a, a, a cliched catchphrase at the end, too? It, for 10 years, you've been doing it. Go through the names. <laughs> I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we said a new catchphrase. <laughs> not, not the same one you've been saying for the last eight years. <laughs>